Classic, I agree. I agree. Classic. Classic. Welcome back to Can Not the Hustle episode one fifty six. One fifty six. One fifty six. Bryce Hayes here with my guy, Duke Sherrell. How you feeling, Duke? I'm feeling good today, man. I'm feeling good. You know. Switch, switch up the energy. It's almost Friday. So that's always a good thing. One. My Thursday my week's been kinda good, honestly. You know, I haven't had any problems or anything like that. So I'm gonna be appreciative on this Thursday. I felt like shit most of the week. Okay. But you wanna talk about it? Nah, it's not I think it's uh, just from like having to read like two hundred pages a day. Yeah. That's uh and then going out to practice. Senior year. I ain't, got, I ain't got class tomorrow. Okay. So. I mean, you know, that's good. Do have a pretty important business meeting tomorrow, though. Meet with Coach Rogan. Joe Rogan? No, Rodney Rogan, the women's basketball coach. About what? Lynx Cat Madness. Lynx Cat March. It's, it's time for it to make its return. Got to lock down a date, lock down some scheduling stuff. Start doing some recruiting. What about the men's basketball coach? Cut me off, how they Oh, <laughs> my fault. Yes, he, he'll be there too. Okay. Things, he, he'll be there. So, yeah, no class, but pretty important meeting. The student Falcon game will be back. Three point contest, dunk contest. Been told no performance from Light Skin Legend this year, but. No comment. We might find some way to get some musical stuff going. I know DJ Smooth will definitely be back DJing. I know he loved doing it last year. So. Make sure to tune in next episode. I'll most likely have some more details for you. Outside of that, I mean, looking forward to Saturday, home opener, blackout, which I'm sure by the time you hear this, I'll have officially announced it. Got to go home, work on a little hype video, finish this poster up. Hype video? Hey, man, got to. Hype Williams? I don't have that type of budget. Is that your name? I don't have that type of budget to be Hype Williams. Hype Williams? Hayes? I don't get paid enough. What's the what's gonna be the music? Scared of the dark, no Jesus. Scared of the dark. Oh, because it's a blackout. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, do you have like a you know storyboard and all that good stuff? Like what you want it to be, what you want it to the flow of it, and all that good I, stuff. Image in mind. Just okay. Go home, and sit down with it. That's all that matters. Just got to do some homework too. But I thought you had no class tomorrow. I gotta catch up, bro. It's oh, you gotta catch up. Okay. It's like I'm drowning. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, that is like when you don't have, when you have a day off is usually it's a catch up day, not necessarily a rest day. <laughs> I ain't even going to get a haircut, bro. It's, that's that's where we're at. I'm going to get a haircut tomorrow. I need a haircut. It's been a couple weeks. I let my dad. I, I, I start my placement on Monday, so I want to get a. You finally got a school. Yeah, I want to get a fresh cut for that before where are you I going? start. So I can judge. John P. Freeman. Isn't that? What. Yeah, it's 20 minutes away. Oh, it's not that bad. I need to be reimbursed for gas. I'm going to be going there every day. At least you don't have to put premium gas in your car like I do. Yeah, I do not have to do that. Well, I've been having a little car trouble, honestly. So. You always have some car trouble. I mean, it's just adversity. That's all it is. And we get over that pretty easily, so. That's all that matters, you know? Yeah. Let's get into this Rose recap because I know there's one topic today that I know a lot of the ladies are looking forward to us kind of diving into. So let's get into this. Let's get into that. Okay, yeah. I'm de- I mean, okay. Let's start with a little golf action. 
was a historic weekend for your prestigious Rhodes women's golf team as they open up their season with the 2019 Rhodes Fall Classic and what Hall of Fame coach Mike Clary said was the best season opening performance he's seen since he's been the coach, which says a lot considering this is a national championship contending, national championship contender year in and year out. Although the Lynx came in second, the Lynx still set 18 and 36 hole team records that included a hole in one from freshman Sidney Williams. Five Lynx took home all tournament honors with freshman Wu Wade leading the way at two under, finishing third place overall. Junior Annie Paris wasn't far behind, shooting an even score throughout the throughout the tournament, finished fourth, and freshman Bree Wilson shot four over, defended just outside of the top five at sixth place. The Lynx are back in action in two weeks at the DePaul Invitational. Men's golf also returned to the Lynx at the SA preview up in Dixon, Tennessee, as the Lynx came in third at the one-day 36-hole tournament. The Lynx toyed with the lead for a while before ultimately finishing one over, finishing in third. The Lynx were led by senior Matt McKinney and junior Tom Weaver, who both shot one under to finish tied for fifth. But there was also a standout performance from freshman J.J. King, tallying three of the team's four eagles on the day. I heard a hole-in-one, so that's why I'm going to shout out because I'm – I'm a novice when it comes to golf, so I know what a hole-in-one is. So I'm going to shout out the hole-in-one. I saw a second place, which is, you know, it's always good. I mean, we're contenders. We're going to get in shape. And then Coach Cochran, his last year, right? So this was yeah. the first match of, yeah. like, the farewell tour. So Yeah, he's got one more season of men's golf, one more season of announcing men's and women's basketball. He's done. So I guess I that's mean, a good way to start it. Legendary career, you know. I mean, we always we love a farewell tour. Honestly, is he gonna get stuff like the NBA players get, like get a gift at every stop? Probably not, but I mean, he you could get know. a tribute video never know. from football. I think football can throw him a tribute video. It, 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 is it coming from me? I mean, I don't know. Is that a I'm just saying, like, I mean, we could throw together. Rose can throw together a nice little tribute video. He'll probably get that at the end of the year. Was that Coach Sherrill throwing me another job today? No, 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 no. I think, honestly, it'll be at the banquet. He'll get a tribute video at the banquet. Um, so it'll be something we'll introduce and not have to actually work on. Wait, do I have to host that? I'm sure you... I'm, I mean, it's... Oh, wow. Sorry, that was my alarm. It's cool, though. Um, the only thing is, the fact that I'm not an athlete anymore, it feels kind of weird to me. I mean, you're a former athlete. You just literally got done a couple months ago. I am a former. Well, technically, I got done like almost a year ago. Not a couple months. It's still a couple months. <laughs> I just I don't know. I feel I think I it'll feel a little weird to me that like because it's a it's so it's for the athletes you know for the athletes by the athletes. That just literally just started last year though. Like me and Peter were the first athletes that ever hosted. That is true. Well, I mean, yeah, they used to have like you guys hosted it. The way they used to do it was more just uh, a banquet. Yeah, it was. Long yeah, what I, was told. I mean, they had good food though, so I'm I never complain when there's good food. Um, but yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. That's gonna be a we'll see. That's months from now. That's something we really can't worry about. Literally. Yeah. So let's move on. Men's and women's soccer. Women's soccer tour of dominance continued this past weekend as they secured two more victories. The Lynx had their third straight shutout victory to open the season. With Allie Cundiff continuing her Megan Rapinoe-esque hot streak, scoring a lone goal in the 56th minute to push the Lynx ahead of Westminster, Missouri for good. The Lynx extended their win streak to four in the Windy City on Sunday by taking down NAIA opponent Roosevelt University. The 
Wings gave up their first goal of the season, but they weren't deterred, responding with two of their own for Sarah Scherer and Ali Kunda, both assisted by freshman Anya Ranaraja. The Lynx will be put to the test again this weekend on the road as they open up the DePaul Challenge Cup against Wisconsin Whitewater. That's a big name, man. I'm going to say this. What's up? Rhodes women's soccer should know how to play some defense. Yeah. What is that? How many scoreless games is that now? It was three to start the year. Three to start the year. I mean. One goal out of four. That's. Four games. That's, that's, that's impressive. That's dope. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give you your props for the name, you know, that you were stressing about before. I was stressing. And you did a great job. Just want to tell you that. Um, but, I mean. And if I did mess it up still, I apologize. Yeah, don't don't blame Bryce. Um, I think it's dope when, like, because I play defense, so, like, when people are playing good defense, to me that's more impressive when than when the offense is clicking. Obviously I'm biased because I played defense my whole life. So, like, when a defense is clicking on all cylinders, I think that's just, like, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because it's – you don't really get the praise and the glory – that the offense does when it's clicking on all cylinders because everybody can see the score. When the defense is clicking, man, it's beautiful. That's why I've made sure to kind of shout out Abby Rhodes because, you know, goalkeeper normally you don't really talk about them when they miss. Yeah. But she's been – She's been balling. Holding it down. Defense as a whole been clamping up. Yeah. If they can keep this up, they might be, be able to give center overthrow for run for their money. I mean, that's what, that's what we do it for. That's what we're trying for. You know, we're trying to compete. Is that, that, are, that your slogan? We're trying to compete? Yeah. No. No. We do train to compete, but that's not my slogan. Okay. My slogan is, uh, every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. Put it on a t-shirt. Underdog, put it on a t-shirt. Men's soccer was in action as well as they opened up the weekend playing to a draw with Webster with a lone goal scored by Doreen Gordon in the 88th minute as the game was coming down to the wire. The Lynx conditioning was put to the test. After playing a long win with Webster, they were right back on the pitch, 100 miles of running against North Central, and what would prove to be a long one as the Lynx would pull out a tight one, 2-1, to one, with Ian Schiller netting the winning goal in the 105th-minute action. The Lynx will finally be here in Memphis, Tennessee, hosting UT Dallas in their home opener, which I'm sure will have already played by the time you hear this. So hope you guys do well. So the next episode, I can brag on you a little bit more. And that'll be Saturday. Friday. Friday. So, so tomorrow. And then do they have a game Saturday as well? They play Sunday. No one plays Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Friday. I Sunday. Have no clue they play Sunday. Um. Hopefully, what time's the game tomorrow? Hopefully, we can make it. I don't think I can. I've got a busy afternoon. I think it's four. Starting with. You have we have practice at four, don't we? Four thirty. Yeah. I don't get off. Have, yeah. Have music and practice tomorrow. Well. They need to change that. Um. <laughs> But I think, um, I mean, obviously we'll be out at practice, so we won't be able to see, but we'll be watching it from practice. Or, I, or at least I will. You probably won't. Um, oh, I'll be. They play 4.30, so, so Yeah, right we definitely time. won't see the game. And then I've got something to do right after. Um, so, yeah, good luck. Austin College on Sunday. On Sunday? Yeah. Austin College sucks. So, I don't know if their soccer team sucks, but I'm just going to assume that everything about Austin College sucks. Sherman, Texas was the fondest place in the world. Yeah, and we're going back this year, so that should be super fun. The bus ride. The bus ride sucks. Yeah, that bus ride does suck. It's worse than Barry. 100% worse than Barry. The Barry trip kind of sucks, but once you get to Rome, it makes it feel a little bit better. We used to stay in Atlanta. 
When, I, I heard. Yeah. Sorry, heard. you missed out on that. Yeah, you never went to Chicago, though, so. Yeah, I was hurt freshman year, so I didn't get to go. Yeah. That, that's the worst trip, Chicago. You can make it through Chicago. You can make it through anything. Wise words from Duke. Bus ride to Chicago. One, push it, put you to the test. Yeah, because that one right there, it's like, see, here's the thing about road tripping. You want to be tired enough so as soon as you get on the bus, you go to sleep. So you knock out at least the first two hours off the bat, right? And then that next, you know, you know, four to five hours is where you kind of start to, you know, run into some issues in terms of, like, boredom. You know, you can't really sleep anymore because you already took a nap. And then you hope that we stop to get something to eat so that then you can get the itis for the ride home. Chicago... You it there is no it never stops. You know what I'm saying? Like you wake up, you go to sleep, and you wake up, and then you go back to sleep, and you wake up, and they're like, yeah, we still got another six hours. See the trip to IC, I was pretty much working the whole time, whether it was stuff for can up the hustle or the actual department or school. Like I was working. You were working on the bus ride. Yeah. You are better than me. I, I got to in order to stay up to date and get paid. I got to. I was. I do. Yeah, I definitely. I was tired, so I I took a nap. Speaking of the road trip to Barry, volleyball made that lauded trip this so past wrong. weekend for a tournament down there. Looking to carry the momentum from their previous tournament at BSC, but a 10-kill effort from Heather Adrian and 25 days from Mary Frances Daniel, who is not in the studio with us today for probably the first time in, like, three weeks. She, she's become a regular on the show, even though she kind of sits there in silence. We're gonna, I'm going to get her on the show. She'll, she'll speak up. She'll before, do it. Before the year's over. I want her to do the show. Once we start dogging Georgia, she'll she'll speak up. Huh. Well, is Georgia number three in the country? Still somewhere up there. If not three, yeah. it's definitely in the top five. I hate when teams play two um, cupcake cupcake games. Start the year. I mean, Florida played UT Martin last week, so we really can't. We played Miami though. I said two. You get one good game and one cupcake game to start the season. I think, in my opinion. But continue about volleyball. The 25 days from Mary Francis simply wasn't enough as they dropped their first of two matches in Rome while Sarah Nealon and Annie Ertz led the charge in the second match in which ultimately the Lynx came up short, but no road to success is a straight and narrow path mm. as the Lynx responded in what was a packed house for their home opener against the Mississippi University for Women, which ended in a total slaughter as the Lynx played to a clean sweep with the Owls with Annie Burke leading them on the path to success, their career-high six aces, and a multifaceted performance from Sarah Nealon, tallying 19 assists and leading the team with 12 digs. Volleyball will open conference play this weekend at Hendricks as a part of the Hendricks Invitational. You know what? I was at the volleyball game the other night. How was it? They played really well. That's dope. That's not even what I really want to talk about. I was proud of the crowd they got. That's the largest crowd I've ever seen in volleyball games since I've been here. That's good. That means the energy is changing. I think those posters helped, honestly. They're starting to come down now that the student council stuff. I mean, like, we said it, we would, it would, you know, three, four weeks, yeah. we thought it'd come down. I mean, they've been up there for a minute, yeah. and I think they help. Like, I think just in, in the back of people's mind when they go to class, they see a sports schedule. They see they're something. Seeing, they're seeing people that they know. Exactly. But I'm not going to take credit for it. I think part of it is because they're playing really well. Yes. And I'm glad that when they finally got a crowd, they were able to play exceptionally well. So maybe, perhaps – just maybe we could keep that same energy throughout the season. That's something I, I'd love to see. That same energy? 
that same energy throughout the whole season. Give those girls the support they need. Women. You know. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm being a jackass, I, but. I get it. I understand. But, yeah, like, they work hard. Yeah. They do work hard. They work hard. Let them, let them get the support they need. I've seen them, uh, their practices in the summer. Stuff like that. Well, like, you know, obviously it wasn't like a team practice, right. but their little, you know, their workouts and stuff like that. They work hard. I think, you know, work hard work always pays, you know. There's no substitute for hard work. Yeah. Put it's that on a t-shirt. A polar, like, opposite culture from what it was, like, my freshman and sophomore year in, in terms of what it is now. Different. There's a different energy about the volleyball team as a whole. Um, that's all I'm saying. Different energy. Good energy. Good energy. Positive energy. I think it's going to lead to success, man, because, I mean, it started started out really well. I just hope that the conference play is kind of right here on the horizon. They can keep that up. So. I mean, confidence, I mean, if you have confidence, you'd be surprised at what you can, you know, what you can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a team. Because Tuesday they had a little bit of swagger. Yeah. Right, when I mean, you're playing with swagger, you're playing confident, that really, that starts to, like, that kind of edges or, like, narrows the gap if a team may be better than you but if you're confident enough in the execution the game plan your skill set and all that stuff you know anything is possible like we've said before the SAA is a tough conference pretty much across every sport yeah it is having that swagger can only help especially in a sport where I think Barry is number three in the country now wow and I think center is like number 12 so they've got stiff competition coming that's good why are they never mind that's the question I'm not gonna boost. It's, it's, I'm not gonna boost. It's our show, bro. It is our show, but I don't want to. I don't want to give you know certain schools their props just yet. As far as football goes, I mean, we didn't get the job done. Didn't get the job done. Trent Trent played really well. Got yes. an interception, a couple of big hits. I think he almost killed a man up in Jacksonville, Illinois. Tony Tony played really well. Um, secondary, a hell of a start by our secondary. Played well, yeah. They played really well. I mean, people kind of giving them hell off the field. Oh, our secondary, our secondary. I think they went out to prove a point this weekend that, hey, this isn't the same old, same old. This is a different energy. We've, we're not going to just take it laying down this year. We're going to rough you up. You're going to get hit if you come across the middle. So definitely good to see. I know it wasn't a perfect game by any means. we got to clean special teams up. I think we got to play better as a whole, including myself. I know leaving that game, I thought I played well. But, like, once I went back and watched the film, like, defensive-wise, I know I didn't play well at all. There's definitely a lot of stuff we got to clean up. It was a tough game. Yeah. It's just – it's. It, I mean, we got a young team. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of growing pains. And then I know people have been kind of hard on the offense, but you got to realize that not that this is an excuse – our offense was running their offense from last year. And then, for the most part, pretty much all of those guys were making their first start, really. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of guys. Pretty much across the board. One guy on the O-line played, had prior experience. That was Tammins. And he um, didn't play that position. He didn't play that position. And then Marty was the other returning starter. Yeah. Adam Martinez is probably so, the only one that started. And Dante. And Dante. Dante so. Gray. Those are probably the only two that started. It was a tough matchup. Last year, it started last Saturday. It's not an excuse, but tough matchup. Things things will get better. I promise. We worked hard this week in practice. I mean, it was a long week because I mean, with the trip, 
come back Sunday. Shout out to JV, though. JV did play well. JV responded. I know uh, Nick Cobb had, like, three touchdowns. Yeah, he did. Kyle Weston played really well. Brian Allen played really well. My LBs played really, really well as well. Um, defense played. Defense played great. Yeah. We had, what, pick six to start out the game. We had three interceptions, a forced fumble, and a couple blocked punts. So, yeah. defense played well. Special teams played well. Future's but bright. The little stuff will get fixed. There's no need to panic about Rose football. We'll be okay. No panic button. No panic button. Not yet. We'll be okay. We still got positive energy in the locker room. Positive week of practice. We're going to be fine this week against Rose Homer. We'll get it right. Don't panic yet. You sound sad. Nah, I'm good. Okay. Just yeah. sure. Sincere. That's fair. I was just making sure. Good. Good. What's the score? Got to see you got the Thursday night game a little bit. Uh, it was 6-3 last time I checked. Both of those teams stink. You about to get us a little bit outstanding? Yeah. Yeah. You just seemed a little, a little down. I'm good, bro. It's okay. I mean, I know you're good. We just got to change, change the energy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. Just a little bit. A little positive energy before we get into some negative, negative stuff that happened this weekend. You know what? Keep getting into it. I'll just play in the background. So, normally, this would be a time where I would talk about Rose Field Hockey, but as we discussed last time on the show. Oh, yeah, we're about to get into it. Yeah, we're really getting into it. So. Actually, we're gonna let, we got to let this ride. We're going to let it ride. We're going to let it ride. Hopefully, you know. They don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that song being that old. Yeah, you know, it is kind of old. And, and we got it kind of tucked in the show. We might be okay. It's not going to start the show. It's not going to end the show. You really got to listen. Right? Yeah. All right, you ready to get into it? Yeah. All right. Let's roll. So, generally, this would be a time where I talk about Rose Field hockey and how they pretty much dominate everybody they play. But... Since they didn't play last week, we're going to talk about an incident in the, I guess, field hockey world that kind of rubs some people the wrong way. So, over the weekend, Kent State hosted, I guess, a field hockey team. University of Maine. Oh, come on. My fault. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, go, 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 go. Come on, man. My fault, my fault, my fault. Kent State hosted, I guess, a field hockey tournament. They hosted one. This man just cut (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe you just... My fault. <laughs> my fault. Let's go. So, yeah. Before I was rudely interrupted yeah. by my co-host here, Kent State hosted a field hockey tournament between themselves, 24th team in the country, Maine and Temple. Scoreless game. Got a top 25 ranked team in the country. Obviously, it's a good game. Energy's high. Double overtime. People are anticipating seeing a winner. Now, according to Coach Kavanaugh, who played at Ball State, obviously a rival of Kent State, the field hockey field and football field are probably as close as we are to the pool right now, which if you know where we do the show. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Football kicked off at around 12 noon, so I feel like I play, play a little bit early. I think it's 10 o'clock start. That's wild. 
a 10 o'clock start. Gotta, it's early. Got to do what you got to do to make it work, man. Yeah. Listen, they're not D3 where you can kind of do everything at the same time. Yeah. So, Kent State, early kickoff. They got to use the same locker rooms, apparently. I've got that inside information as well. So, there's a way. It's the way the visiting locker rooms are set up is, like, under their football field, there's, like, three locker rooms in, in a close to their vicinity. So, they want to have be able to get the women out or obviously all the male football players get in there early and warm up so-and-so. So, back to the game. Double overtime, kind of pushing that time limit that you're given when you're, you know, there's always like a certain time before you, hey, we got to cut it. Yeah. But double overtime game, top 25 team in the country you're hosting. You let it rock. You let it rock. So, instead of just letting it rock, Kent State decided we got to call them off. We got fireworks. Fireworks show for kickoff, right? Yeah. So, I, it's no big deal. I mean, big D1 school. Granted, Kent State isn't great at football, but big D1 school, you want to have your little, little show to get people hyped up. But instead of allowing those ladies to return to the field and finish their game, which obviously they worked really hard to win considering it was double overtime, scoreless, high energy, Tough game. High energy, high focus. It was called off in order for a, quote, 30-second fireworks. 30 seconds, because I watched the entire fireworks. Yeah. It's worse than what I've done on 4th of July, I promise you. It was a fire marshal that called it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just waiting a certain time limit, they just said, ah, it's over with. That wasn't a good look, both as a national landscape or just for, like, women's sports in general. Now, personally, just let them, in my opinion, just let them finish. Yeah. What type of message does that send that, hey, it's not worth it to let them go back out there because we're trying to get this football game played? Because this is not like his D3 where, eh, you don't have that much security. They really pretty much occupy the same space. So call it off. And it is what it is. This is a big Division One program where most likely you're not really stressed for security. You're not stressed for anything, really, except for maybe time. It's a logistical nightmare with the teams playing that close. I get it. But there comes a point where, like, what's football going to hurt for waiting a couple minutes? I guarantee it's not sold out because I've watched Kent State play. Like, we – Complain about our attendance, but for a big D1 school, their attendance is pretty trash. Field hockey, granted, that's not a sport that's not going that's going to make the national news. Which I think this may be the first time I've ever really heard about it talked about, like on ESPN before. Football is a money making sport. That's been an argument in the comments all week. Oh, field hockey's not a money making sport. It's female athletics. Who cares? Yada yada yada. First off, those that's like I said with volleyball. Those ladies work hard for what they do. They're still athletes at the end of the day. Yeah. So I don't think any of that was right. I don't think the response from Kent State is right because they pretty much act like nothing happened. I've, I've still yet to see an official response from them. Maybe they have because I mean, I've been busy. Their AD said something. Their AD did say yeah, something. Yeah, he did, yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know if it was a – I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but the AD did say, he. you know, they were like, oh – we're sorry. You know, we made a yeah. bad call. You know, something along those lines. 
which I think the only way that this could be justified from Kent State, I'm just going to... Yeah. Is that if the fireworks are a tradition of the, of the... You know what I'm saying? If it's like, if it's a tradition thing where they always do the fireworks before the game, you know what I'm saying? Then it's like, still a bad call. But, okay, I mean, you know, it is a tradition. And then I don't think Kent State themselves were the ones that called off the game. Like I said, it was the fire marshal. You know, the fire marshal. And, you know, we you can't argue with the fire marshal, yeah, which is know, like, policy, policy. yeah, they're the, strong, like, they're the most powerful people outside of, like, the government. When the fire marshal says you can't do something, you can't do it. And the fire marshal says you got to – you just got to listen to the fire marshal. So those are the only two things that make it justifiable. Cause when, when and I, that's when not when really first, even really a justification. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe the only reason why they called it because Kent State wasn't playing. Yeah, Kent State yeah, Kent, wasn't playing. Kent State hosted it, but uh, it's two teams. It's not Kent State. Just yeah. call it. Those, I mean, I don't think there's anything you can, can kind of say to justify. Like I said, those I think those were the only two reasons. The fact that it's not a, make a, a money-making sport doesn't mean that you can just cancel the game. Yeah. Because it's a competition and you just, know, just like we argue as far as like football, that no, like no sports should end in a tie. Yeah, like yeah, you shouldn't just watch a game, especially for something as small as a fireworks show that maybe a couple hundred people see. And I read that like it doesn't even count as a game. Yeah, they're just ruining a scrimmage. Yeah, it's a scrimmage, so that's kind of like that sucks. Um, on on like the University of Maine and Temple University. Then it's, it comes so. off as like a waste of money, bro. Like they had to pay to go down there. Yeah. So you went all the way down it was to a waste of trip, yeah. It was a waste of trip. So I think, I mean, they're gonna, they're looking at. I saw that. Um, was it University of Maine? One of the universities are looking at filing a Title IX suit against um, Kent State. Which again, I don't think it was Kent State's call to call off the game. I think it was just a fire marshal who kind of said, kind of stepped in and said, "This is a fire hazard of some sort." You know, having the fireworks this close to the game. And in that situation, the fire marshal should have said, no fireworks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that would have been the correct call from the fire marshal um, in that situation. But he had a, you know, they had a lapse in judgment. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah. just looking at, like, the National Field Hockey Coaches Association's response, not only did they call it unacceptable, but they reviewed, like, the contract for the game. Like, there was no... Mention of like the ten thirty hard stop, regardless of what happened with the with like the fireworks and stuff. So obviously this is something they didn't anticipate, or maybe it was just an oversight and like the scheduling from like the department. Yeah. But something like this simply can't happen. Yeah, they'll probably just have to pay both those schools for their uh, kind of just reimburse them for their trip um, and stuff like that, expenses right. and all that stuff, because just because. They, you know, it wasn't like a brawl broke out and then the game was voided that way. It was from the institution. It was from Kent State themselves. So I think that's how it's going to be resolved. They're just going to have to pay for those expenses and things like that. And they'll probably lose that tournament. Uh, Probably go to another school. Because it Um, it really sucks for Temple. Because, I mean, how often do you get to play a top 25 team? You got them on the ropes. Yeah. Just for it not to count. And now, I mean, now, you know, I, guess, I mean, it, it doesn't count, but I think 
you know, it might count for like certain people might look at Temple a little different. Might see him as a little bit more competitive. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think, like, it doesn't count in the record books, but, you know, it might be reflected in their yeah. own ranking, you know, so. But I do want to challenge, like, men, like, as a whole, to look at ourselves in the mirror. Because, like, the comments, like, to the official posts and stuff, kind of ridiculous. Like, like I've called people out a million times for, like, the kitchen comments. Like, that's it's Twitter, though, so. That's just, that shit's pointless at this point. Like, bro, I've, I've never understood it because, like, the way my mom and dad raised me, like, no woman wants a man that can't cook for himself. So the kitchen comment kind of seems stupid as a whole. Because, like, I don't get it. I mean, it's just... I wish that I could do a deep dive into hegemonic masculinity right now, but... I don't feel like doing it. I mean, it, it's, it's important though, like hegemonic masculinity and toxic masculinity, and understanding the the institutional history of men, you know, discriminating against women and all that, which is something that doesn't get talked about enough, unless it is. Never mind, I'm not gonna say that. Which does it doesn't get talked about enough, and something that we should talk about a little bit more, and it's something that, especially in the sports world, where. Um, you know, sports is supposed to be a meritocracy where if you work the hardest, then you, you reap those benefits. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the merit and what you do. Where, um, you know, the women aspect of it doesn't always get respected yeah. in terms of the work that they put in and all that. So that's something that, you know, that's just got to... I think that just comes with people learning about it and being exposed to it. Um Twitter's not the place to learn about hegemonic masculinity. No, it's not. And it's not the place to learn about toxic masculinity. So if you don't know what it is, I would suggest picking up a book. A class at Rose College. You can learn all about it. Class at Rose College. Go to your local library and look at gender studies and stuff like that. And just, you know, that's my two cents. That's my that's piece also, of advice. That's also another reason why, like, people have asked, like, why are you pushing female sports so much this year? It's like, because I've watched the attendance... Since I've been here, I've watched the performance on the field since I've been here. Like, our f- women's sports are, like, phenomenal, bro. Like, they're probably better than our men's sport if we both keep it above. The question should have been, why haven't you, why weren't you pushing it earlier? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, ver- you know, I'm not saying, like, right. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not attacking you, but I'm saying, yeah. like, even that, that question itself, why are you doing that? It's like... Why have why the real question is why haven't why didn't I do it from day one yeah or I mean, why why wasn't this right. the priority from the beginning so because like seeing them perform and seeing like the pre the lack of appreciation they yeah. get from like outside of their sport yeah it's kind of disappointing especially because like the college champions thing really comes from them because they're winning more championships than anybody yeah and I I must admit that I don't go to as many women's sports games or events contests whatever you want to call it. Um, I do in the spring. I didn't in the, you know, I never in the fall because I had football season. Right. And it was, you know, I'd only, I was only able to make a couple of soccer games, a I couple mean, of volleyball like games. I mean, like volleyball the, contests. The soccer game that I made last year, maybe the only one I made. Exactly. So that's a little bit, you know, in the spring, obviously I, I, I go to softball. softball. You work softball, so you're there pretty much every game. Um, I did go to a field hockey, a, 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 a lacrosse game. Um, and stuff like that. Ready to show on turf? 
Uh, I don't. Are there any other spring women's sports? I mean, I mean track and field. Swimming. Swim. I. I don't. Swimming. They don't compete on campus. It's, they compete at YMCA and Barley. Oh well, I didn't know that. That's so. Yeah, sorry, not going to that. Um, I'm not going to Bartlett. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to like a, a swim meet. I'm just not going to Bartlett. Um, is that all the women's sports in the spring? As far as I can, lacrosse, think. softball, I mean, basketball kind of track. Works I go to basketball games in the in the winter. Yeah, um, I think we lost half of our women's basketball crowd with PJ and Cody and all them leaving. Now it's just me, you, and Dion. Yep. I mean, I I, I, made, I went to a lot of them because, you know, obviously Danny was on the team. Right. She was a good friend of mine. And I, I went to softball games because Kendall is, was on the team. I'm still go. Nobody killed me. I'm still going. But, uh, yeah. All right. Just wanted to address that because I know that was a big story. And I know a lot of a lot of y'all reached out to me and asked to make sure I talked about it. So, moving on to the state of California, the reason that we kind of started the show with. Tony, Tony. 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 California is trying to shake shake some things up. It's got NCAA in a spiral right now as they're looking to pass their pay-for-play act. It's officially reached, like, the governor's desk as of this morning. But it won't go into effect until 2023, but the NCAA is in shambles about it, calling it as much as unconstitutional that this should even get this far. How's it unconstitutional? I don't know where the Constitution, college athletics is covered, but... Some amendment. I'm sure that it's not an amendment. Like, where would college athletics fall under the Constitution? Unless they're talking about some NCAA Constitution that I've never read. No one knows what's in the Constitution. No one really knows, besides lawyers. I think you'd be surprised at what's actually, like, in the Constitution. You know, all the amendments that have been made over the years. College athletics. You never know. You never know what's in the Constitution. Like. I'm almost certain. I'm just saying. It could be. Like, there could be. There actually could be something in the Constitution. 20 plus amendments, but I guarantee that college athletics is not covered for an entire country to rule off of. It's probably not. Um, And... I think it's, I mean, but so this is where I'm confused. Yeah. Because they passed the law. Right. It's not officially passed, but it's about to be signed by the governor. Or the, yeah, it's about to be signed by the governor. Right. The NCAA is still a private institution. Yeah. So even if it's legal to get paid off your likeness, the NCAA can still ban you from playing in the NCAA. Technically, yes, I think. I think. I'm, I mean, like, that's the, but that's the, that's the whole point of a private institution is that. But the way they're acting, they're acting as if that's not the case. They're acting as if as soon as this goes into practice in 2023, that US, the USC's, the Cows, yeah. Stanford's, Long Beach State, the San Jose States are going to have a leg up on everyone else because they can go there and their student-athletes can now make money off their likeness. But if we're going to be honest... From the universities? No. Or from the NCAA? What? 
They can make money. They can get paid by the university, or they or can get paid by the NCAA. Whatever their contract wants. Like, say Nissan wants to give, do a commercial with a USC player. He can make money from that now. But can he play? Will the NCAA allow him to play? That's what they're fighting against. They're, they don't want to deal with it at all. Like, they don't even want to have to reach that point. Personally, I don't think this is as big of an issue as the NCAA is making it. Because, let's be honest, outside of, like, Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey, how many just big-time players has the state of California produced in the last couple of years? I don't think – I think that's about – I don't think it's about that. I don't think it's about the like, production I mean, of players. I think it's about – Yes, I think it would help in recruiting. Yeah, like those guys that go to Alabama, they might end up at they USC. They consider California schools now. Yeah. But still, like how many of these guys are actually going to get these quote-unquote endorsement deals to the point where it's just going to Not many. disrupt – whole system itself. Not many. Because, like, even this year alone, how many people are going to get... Like, let's just... Let's not do, like, a local endorsement deal because I think a lot of the... Like, the mom and pop shops, yeah, they yeah, probably take but advantage of I'm talking about, like, we're talking about the big, like... Outside of maybe Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Tua Jalen Hurts. Maybe Justin Herbert. May, maybe and Justin Herbert. Maybe just because he plays on the West Coast and a lot of people don't really get to see him. Play. Basically, it's going to be a whole bunch of quarterbacks and there's going to be a running back and Jerry Judy, wide receiver. T. Higgins. T. It's going to be it's going to be a bunch of skill players. A bunch of skill players. You know, no one's going to pay like no. You know, here's a couple. There's going to be some defensive players, obviously. Clemson's defensive line could have got some. Stuff. It's going to get some. Alabama's yeah. Alabama's defensive line. They're going to get. Would have got some stuff, but. But even then, I don't know how much they're going to get because like the NCAA is weird like you can be like we know who the big names are now but you don't really like know who like the big names are in college football until December right you know what I'm saying like you don't really um Tua Tagovailoa didn't become a big name until January until they won the championship you know what I'm saying like he made that throw and then you know, once once Heisman season starts to heat up and stuff like that is when you start to hear about name. You know what I'm saying? You start to be able to recognize people right. based off a of name. A lot of people only know their big their their school. Who are you a fan of? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's the team that you follow. Those are the players that you know. And as far as like kicking the whole state out, outside of those schools that I named, is this really gonna affect? The Long Beach Polys, the Occidentals, the Pomonas. Probably not. I mean, they could. They it could. Kids can. I. I mean, like, if you're a recruit, you're D three recruit, and you hear and you learn that in at Pomona, you can make money off your likeness. Now you go to Pomona. Pomona starts to win, or whatever. And and you know, like I said, it's gonna be like a local buzz. It's not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna get national attention. Obviously, if you go to Pomona and Pomona, you know what I'm saying. But right. now Pomona becomes a powerhouse because people know they can go to Pomona and at least they can get local endorsement deals from food places near campus. And still goes to the beach. Still goes to the beach. <laughs> still go to class. They're playing now. Now Pomona is getting those guys that other schools used to get. You know. Because I mean, still at the end. Of Maybe the day, I don't know. Like we even discussed this the last time we kind of talked about the pay for play thing. Like, even me being here, like, yeah, the school uses my likeness a lot, but how much would I really make if we were really doing the pay-for-play thing? Because it's still Division three athletics, and we 
charged to get into our games. Yeah, that's got to change. So We're going to get enough people. So. How much is that really going to affect the NCAA's bottom line? It's not, unless a whole bunch of other states start to pass it. I hope they do. Which, I mean, it becomes precedence Cause, now because now you have. You have to to compete. Yeah. Like, if California gets, gets that pass and it starts to roll, other states, states are, are going to panic. And as soon as that gets passed, they're going to have that to the point where it's in effect immediately. Yeah. Because if Cal gets going, Nevada's going to go. Oregon's going to go. Alabama's going to go. Dude, Alabama starts losing those people. Clemson started losing those guys. Georgia started, man, are you serious? Texas started losing those, man. It's gonna go those, those, those bills will pass faster than anything on yeah, this earth. Yeah, the culture will earth. change in college athletics so fast. If. And we'll get NCAA back in video games. Dude, that's really what, this is that's what all really this all we about. want. Is, that's really what all this stems from. Because that's better, like, NCAA is better than Madden. I'm sorry. Like, Madden is a good game. Madden's better than 2K, sorry. To all my 2K people out there, but Madden's a better. No, Madden gets better as a game than 2K does. 2K is just. They've been putting out the same. Two exactly games. like Matt. So Madden, Madden's, Madden's better than 2K, but NCAA is better than Madden. I'm sorry. You'll never. That's the most fun you ever have is NCAA. And I hate that I never got to play NCAA while being a college athlete. You never came to our room. No, I mean like oh. a new game. Oh. I mean I've played. I was about to say. I was like, yeah, we had it. We had it in our room for three years. Yeah, I, I had a Florida Dynasty. I had a Doug Flutie Heisman year. Yeah, I had a Florida. Ohio I had a quarterback. State, Ohio State Dynasty. I never did. Only the only Dynasty I ever did was Florida, because I didn't like any other team. So I was all Ohio about. Ohio State always had a really good offense to run. So I was uh, just on Ohio State. But yeah. First three games of the season: number one team, number two team, number three team. That's how we get my rankings up. Oh, yeah, you beat them, and then, like, you drop into, like, the top ten. And then from there, you start getting recruits, and, ugh, this is a cheat code. This is a cheat code. Yeah, NCAA is in panic mode, and I hope that people keep pushing the button. Because if we stay on, they're going to have to change. Yeah. I don't like the NCAA. You work for the NCAA. I do not work for the NCAA. I work for Rhodes. No, 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 no. It is for athletics. I work for Rhodes College. There's a difference. Are you not a football coach? You're true. I don't get paid to coach football. I'm a volunteer. Get at me. Get at me, NCAA. You're probably not going to hear this, but get at me. They'll hear it, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I need that. Bryce is actually an NCAA. Participant. So I'm gonna shut up about it. That's Ooh. just me talking. Moving on. Do we have any week one NFL overreactions? Cowboys. They're not that. Their offense isn't that good. Because they play the Giants. Yes, and then they're gonna look good again this week against Redskins, and then they're gonna look good yeah, again. They, they lucked out. They got the Dolphins. Because I mean, Darius guys who has some terrible luck. He's hurt. He may be out six to eight weeks now. That's. A major part of their offense. I mean, Adrian Peterson's there, but that's no. not that's not the same. I mean, Adrian Peterson still can tote the rock, but it's a what? 30, he's not. He's not AP. Yeah, Peterson. he's not AP. And a twenty-four Darius guys. 
And then they got Miami. We all know about Miami. So they got three. But you can't blame. Blame the GM. Don't blame the coach. Yes. Blame the GM, not the coach. Because the GM you know who going first. put 14 new players. You know who's going first. I know who's going first. But 14 new players. I don't know if they were starters, but they played that didn't go through training camp with the Dolphins. That's what you – I mean, you made that trade a week before the season started. Yeah, you're going to lose 59-10. That's just the fact of the matter. And I'm going to address this now before your slander starts. You better. The Steelers are not going to be that bad. I mean, it looked like they needed a star running back and a star receiver. No. They oh, don't. wait. They had those, and they didn't want to pay them. Yeah. And it looks like we dodged a bullet on both because Le'Veon's hurt. Jets won. Le'Veon is hurt. Jets won. And we know about... And AB's about to get a ring. We, and we know, <laughs> we know about that other clown. And we know about AB, we know AB's about to get a ring, though. We know about that other clown. Y'all lucky he didn't play. They would have beat y'all by 50. Hey, man. Foxborough's a tough place to play, especially week one. Y'all look terrible. Oh, we look terrible. The DBs look like they've taken a step back from, like, 2013. What did Ben Roethlisberger look like? Ben Roethlisberger looked terrible, no matter how my dad tries to spin it. There's no spinning. He he looked bad. He looked terrible. Every throw was behind receivers or five yards in front. It looks like he was slow in his reads. He looked like he's aging. That's what that looked like. So I hate the Patriots, right? But you have to give them their credit. Oh, you can't. They know how to play football. And they can plug and play, too. It doesn't matter who's on that team. They're going to find a way to win. And you want to know what's the most impressive thing about the Patriots? Defense. Well, I'm going to do the offense. But the defense. Patriots play more man-to-man coverage than any team in the league. And they clamp poor little Juju up. Outside of Stephon Gilmore, they don't really, like, have, like... They never really... I think Ty Law is really the only Ty Law. Only really they made Malcolm Butler the that they had. Since These are the, the no top no they had Darrell Reeves. With Darrell was still Darrell though. They won a Super Bowl with Darrell. That's a, that's why they won a Super Bowl. He was, he was still old. Though. He was old, but he was still Darrell Reeves. Mm. The, the island had started to put up construction by that time though. It, they won a Super Bowl. That's how they had the best defense. They're not, not the best. The Seahawks had the best defense, but they had a top five defense that year because of the Darrell Reeves. You give you give Bill Belichick one shutdown corner, and for some reason he can just figure out any offense. Because the man is good at his job. He's too good at his job. Now, the offense. I don't know how. Tom Brady was cutting up Pittsburgh like a Benny Hanna show. But here's the thing about Tom Brady, though. Have you ever seen him throw a contested ball? Like, when he throws a pass. Under pressure? No, 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 no. Contested by, like, corners. I've Like, every pass he throws, it feels like, is wide open. And that's scheme. That's schematics. I'm not even sure if it's a scheme. I think it's freedom of motion. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the schematics. Like, the scheme, like, you have the set scheme, but, like, once the play is called, if you see something, Tom Brady allows you to go 
or you have so many options to run from what you get. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they have, yeah, they have the most complicated offense. And it's just like, everybody's just wide open. And then they're, and they're and about to add Antonio goes, Brown. Then Pittsburgh goes to Foxborough. Then Tom Brady's going to throw for damn near 400 yards. The Steelers' offense looks terrible. And it looks like they just didn't prepare for that game. Like, I knew what this was going to be before it happened. I didn't think it would get that ugly. Yeah, it got ugly. But you got to think about it. It's brand new, brand new look offense. Like, they've never played without both to start a season. Yeah, they need to go back to whatever they were doing before. But I think this week, though, is fun. Who are they playing? I don't remember. Not the top of my head. Yeah, me either. Keep, keep talking. Do we have an issue with Odell wearing a watch? Nope. I don't care. I don't even think it should have I just sure. think it's stupid. Yeah. I just feel like he hurt himself. Like somebody just slams into it or something like that. You know, it breaks. It's got glass on it. I don't know. But it's at Pittsburgh, not at Seattle. Don't lose that. Um, I think it's just, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't wear a watch. I don't mind people. I'm, not, I'm broke. I'm I don't not, mind people wearing a chain, but I also don't mind people snatching your chain off if I'm you not wear a chain. chain either. Guess what? I paid for that chain. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm that kind of you know I've always been that kind of person who like I don't care like what you really do as long as you're not trying to hurt anybody, but don't get upset when the repercussions come. Yeah. Like when Michael Crabtree was wearing that chain, yeah, I I like that. Like I was like you know what Michael Crabtree wear the chain. But I also like when Akeem Talib just snatched it from him. And I was like, I'm okay with both of those situations. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't mind Odell wearing the watch. I wish somebody would have snatched that watch while they're off of it. It's like it's impossible. That's why it's so disrespectful. We just snatch it off and throw it on the ground. So, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Is Lamar Jackson better than advertised? No. Are you falling into the trap? That he's not that that he's not that good. That he, that he is that good. He's not that good. He'll he'll fall back to the mean, which I think he'll be better than he was last year. But I don't think he'll be. That was like Hall of Fame good. Yeah, that was. Uh, he left Earth for that one. He only completed like twelve passes. So let's pump the brakes. He had twelve passes for three hundred yards. He didn't run that much. He did not run. He only had four rushes. He was a pocket passer. That was, I mean, but not, not he was a pocket passer. But they had a run game going. Which I That's think, the d- but big I think difference. A game like that is good for his confidence. And oh, for definitely. Like the future because he's not that good, but he he's, showed that he can good. win a game from the pocket if he has to. Which that's still to be determined. To be determined. He, he was throwing a wide open receivers still, too. Still, for a national attention, and as far as like the national story for black quarterbacks, that was that was a good game to play. Because outside of Russell Wilson which they still try to paint as a running quarterback, which he's really not. No, he's not. That's a good game to play. Because he, he sat in the pocket and quarterback. sliced him up. Hmm? Lamar, Russell. You got Lamar, Russell, Deshaun. Cam. Cam. Deshaun. And, uh, Jameis. Jameis. And, and the uh, Kyler. Kyler Murray. And um, what was his name? Dwayne Haskins. He's not playing, though. Case Keenum's their starter. Oh, well, never mind. Outside of that, I really can't think of much other stuff. Patrick. He's out black. Yeah, he's half. So is Russell. Yeah. Counts? Yeah, counts. No one drop rule. You got one. You're in. Yep. Yeah, 
Outside of that, I mean, it's week one in the NFL. There's no reason to really just overreact. My fantasy team did well. I beat J. Luke. Yeah, your fantasy team is stacked. Somebody showed it to me. I know how to draft better than them. Pretty good. And I got Deshaun Jackson and Hollywood Brown off waivers. <sighs> Overreaction to Deshaun Watt. That was a that was an overreaction. He's not gonna play that well going forward. I'm, Actually, he might. I'm gonna, I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. Anything's possible, honestly. Sean Jackson feels his best when he's got that green jersey on. Carson Wentz. And he's not the number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, just him and Alshon Jeffrey. He can just run, go routes. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is there. Nelson. Deshaun Jackson is the one that's gonna take the top off the off the defense. No. So I think he's he can play that well. I don't know how consistent he's gonna be. I still think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be uh, like a closer return to form. But Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Brissett. I forgot he actually plays now because yep. Andrew Luck just called it quits. Outside of him, I ain't got nothing else. Me either. It's not thirty. I'm kind of tired. Ready up. Yeah. Wrap us up. Uh, do you want a song or do you want to just wrap it up? I don't. I, oh, I did have a song keyed up. I had a song. Can I play my song? Yeah. Get All your right. culture corner. I'm keeping with the uh the theme. This has been a Can Not the Hustle podcast 150. What is it? 156. 156. Your host, uh, Bryce. I was. I about to say your middle name. I'm not going to do it, though. Bryce Hayes and... My first name? Yeah, oh, Bryce is your middle name, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Your first name. Bryce Hayes and... Uh, you never called me my first name. Yeah, that would have been, been wild. Wild. Uh, Duke Sherelle, this has been fun. Uh, make sure to check us out on SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We will get pictures up on all those platforms. We don't have a profile picture at this time. I kind of like the black picture, though, on Twitter. I, that's kind of dope. We got to change it. Yeah, we do got to change it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Thank you for listening. Because once we get one, we can probably replace PJ. Because, you know, PJ still shows up. Just the, you're not PJ. I'm not PJ at all. So, PJ, I talked to PJ recently. He'll be coming. He'll be coming to the games. But, yes, thank you for listening. This was a good podcast. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Cody. Happy birthday, Cody. Yes, sir.